Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Grant and Danny, 106.7 The Fan. Max Scherzer is going to be joining us in just a moment here on G&D as we get set for the homestand to continue tonight. With the Miami Marlins, Anibal Sanchez on the hill for Washington. Their lineup has been outstanding, and so it hadn't really mattered if a starting pitcher scuffles or, in the case of Scherzer coming back from injury, if they're only able to pitch into the fifth. You look at what they've done recently. Eight runs against the Orioles. They had that one blinking where they got shut out, and everyone was pretty stunned. But before that, seven against the Cubs. Seven against the Cubs. Nine against the Cubs. Seven against the Pirates. Eleven against the Pirates. 16 against the Brewers, 13 against the Brewers, 14 against Milwaukee. You see the theme. It has been really since that 17-run outbreak against the Reds on August 14th, they've been averaging almost double-digit runs. It's crazy. Touchdown and an extra point per night for the Nats for going on two weeks. And it's it's one of those where there's a confidence that goes with it as well, right, where you know that if you go through the lineup one time, you don't get anything. I mean, again, the other night against the Orioles was the anomaly. But you don't get anything, you know it's coming. You know they're going to bleed the starter, knock him around a little bit, and then there'll be that soft bullpen underbelly, and then here comes the six-run inning. It's really has been incredible. It's when your lineup is going like this, when it's that deep, you get these kinds of totals. When your top guys are hitting, because Anthony Rendon hasn't stopped hitting. He woke up this morning in, in March and hit, and it's now August. He's still hitting. You weren't putting up totals like this. It's when... Dozier's going. Gomes is going. Suzuki's going. Robles has caught fire. Everyone, It's all happening at the same time. Yeah, if you look, really, this is two weeks that we're talking about. So if you look statistically for a breakdown over, let's say, the last 15 or so days for the Nationals, I mean, you're right. You're hard-pressed to find someone that's not feeling themselves at the plate. But in the last week alone, Victor Robles has... Six hits and three stolen bases, and he's one of the least productive members of the lineup. Soto's hitting 381, Turner's hitting 333, Rendon's hitting 444, Dozier's hitting 290, as Drupal Cabrera's hitting 385, Howie Kendrick's hitting 420. Up and down the order, everybody is eating right now. And it's kind of just a move the line op- the right operation. Yeah, they're hitting home runs and the ball's leaving the yard, which is great, but it seems like pitchers constantly have damage to deal with, and they have to pitch around traffic because they're just kind of handing the bat to the next guy. It's like some scene with music of a kid's baseball movie, Sandlot or something. Everybody comes up. It's a montage. And takes their hacks. Let's go to the Mattress Warehouse hotline and welcome Max Scherzer onto the show. So, Max, you got that second start out of the way. You pitch into the fifth inning. You're back up to 96. You had the good breaking stuff. Uh, From a repertoire standpoint, everything looked good. How'd you come out of that second start? Um, actually, uh, you know, it's all about the next day about how I recover, and uh, and I felt re- I felt really good yesterday. Uh, I really feel like we're in the right right track now that I can get back in my routines of everything and uh, really start trying to uh, strengthen up everything even more. Uh, so I'm really encouraged about how I uh, came out of that start. 
Max, I think people are underestimating how hard what you're doing is. And you gave a really great quote about understanding the time of the year here. You you know you can't get hurt. You know you've got to recover. You're basically making rehab starts at the major league level. I can't remember a time where, where I've seen st- something like this. How hard is it to, to tell your competitive juices that make you so great to calm the heck down while you're getting your work in? Um. I've done this before. Uh, you know, there's been other times where I've, I've dealt with little nagging injuries, and uh, there's been times where, uh, yeah, you can't go out there and just you know, let it fly. You got to be very guarded in, in how you uh, kind of put an effort level into uh, your starts. And so um, that's that. I didn't realize I had to do this because uh, when I, you know, earlier when I was dealing with some of those, uh, you know, starts with the Detroit start, the Kansas City start, and the Colorado start. Uh, when I was taking the mound, I felt good. Like I was ready to. I felt like you know I could go full throttle, and uh, I didn't have any problems uh, in my back. It was when I, it would always be the next day when I could feel uh, you know how much uh, stress was actually being put on my back, and that my back couldn't take it. Uh, that was the biggest challenge in understanding uh, the difference between how I felt in the game and how I was re- recovering out of it. On the mound with Max Scherzer installed by FH Fur Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Call 877-CALL-FUR for absolutely the best service at absolutely the best price. So how close do you think you are then to you know, going out for seven and two-thirds and you know, being 111 pitches into a start? I mean, are you going to be able to be there by the end of the regular season or what's next in this timeline, so to speak? Um, I think the next next uh, what I'm really hoping is that um, I'm able to go through my whole routine and in this next start uh, really just crank up the intensity um, really be able to uh, start rearing back and, and really throwing the ball um, and be able to step on all the breaking pitches whenever I need to um, and then who knows what the pitch count will be hopefully it's in the you know 90 to 100 pitch count range uh, but that would be a really good step forward if I'm able to do that Max Scherzer with us here uh, on Grant and Danny. Max, we're just kicking around the, the uh, how good this offense has been over the last couple of weeks, and it's coincided with you guys with the starting pitching being unbelievable. Things are kind of happening. You guys are playing some really good baseball right now. Uh, when's the last time you saw an offense going like this, where it seems like one through eight and at times nine with with, with you and Steven uh, moving the baseball a little bit as well, uh, doing it? When's the last time you saw an offense go like this? Um, uh, we had a really good offense in Detroit, but – for in DC, this has been the best offense we've really uh, had of being able to be consistently scoring runs early, early in the in the in the game. Uh, we're coming right out of shoot sometimes even the first inning, putting up multiple runs in the first inning, and that just makes the job easier as a starting pitcher to go out there and know that you got a couple run leads so that you can be aggressive in the zone. Uh, you know, you pitch to the scoreboard, and the scoreboard matters. And anytime the offense goes out there and, and does that, uh, makes our jobs a little bit easier to be aggressive and, and go out there and do our jobs. So it's just a, we're just playing good team baseball. Uh, we've been doing it for a while now, and uh, now it's you know now it's when things are really going to count. And so uh, I can't wait to keep going out there and keep pitching and having these guys play the way they are. Max, well, we've done this topic with callers a few times where we just kind of do our best to single out a player who's been outrageous this year for this team. What Anthony Rendon's done start to finish has been unreal. I think Juan Soto is just so overlooked nationally. It's unprecedented almost at 20 years old how good he is. I'm just curious as a baseball lifer and a, and a guy with your breadth of knowledge, like, is there anyone you watch and you go, I, I just wish we there was an understanding of how amazing what we're watching is. Is there anyone like that that jumps out to you? 
I mean, obviously there's two guys that you mentioned. I mean, what Rendon, what he does also on the defensive side of the ball, also makes a uh, difference in the world. I mean, made a diving stop, double play turn the other night. Uh, you know, you just don't see that from every third baseman. And to be able to combine that with his offense, to be able to hit the ball everywhere and hit for average, RBIs, power, you name it. Uh, he's doing it all for us this year. And uh, it's really, he, he's a heck of a heck of a ball player. Um, I mean, really, you can just go up and down our lineup as well. I mean, the things that Trey can do when he's hitting 300 and stealing bases, I mean, just the amount of threat he can impose on a pitcher to have to keep him off the bases and uh, keep him from stealing bases is just as uh, just as much of a challenge to have to face everybody. So it's, it's stuff like that. I mean, that's a good baseball uh, that goes up and down our lineup. I mean, the contributions we're getting from first base, third base, you know, catcher, outfield. I mean, everybody. Everybody has, has a hand in it and, and why we're winning ball games. It's not just one guy. Don't get me wrong with, you know, Rendon and Soto are doing. I mean, it's special. But everybody has a hand in what we're doing, and, and that's what makes it fun. That's why I feel like everybody can tune in and, and see something great happen every single night. Well, Max, you mentioned a moment ago that, you know, hey, these games are really going to count, and, and they are. Teams you guys are directly competing with, the Mets, the Braves, uh, the Cardinals, the Phillies. A lot of those games are going to be at Nats Park here coming up. And I know you guys had some games where you kind of look up in the stands and saw how crazy people were going in New York and that three-game sweep piece in Chicago, uh, those kinds of environments, man. What are you guys hoping for at home? Uh, you always want that environment. But, uh, you know, for us, it's about just putting our nose to the ground and, and going out there and competing against these guys. Uh you know, that, that's the first and foremost thing. That's who we're competing against and, uh, you know, wherever we can get, uh, you know, obviously that, that just we feed off the, the crowd's atmosphere as well. So uh, anytime we get, you know, the crowd going nuts, uh, we go nuts as well. Have you noticed an uptick a little bit here late in the year? You got the, the para shark wacky bit that everyone does and a couple of little <laughs> things that have taken on a life of their own. And we talk a lot on the show about the environment and after seeing City Field and Wrigley, we're just trying to get there at this point. Have you guys noticed a trend in the right direction at, at Nats Park? Because you got one month left here. You're the hottest team in the sport for a couple of months running, and you need that home field advantage. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, everybody's gone nuts for the, the, the baby shark or the par shark, so that, that's, all, <laughs> that's been great. Um, but I also know our Nats fans can bring it, too. I mean, there's been moments, uh, definitely, I mean, in the postseason, it's been insane uh, pitching in front of that crowd, so... You know, hopefully with the postseason right on the we're on right on the cusp of the postseason. Hopefully we kind of get that type of atmosphere because uh, I know when I pitch in front of that, uh, you feed off of it and you play better as a as a player. You've been in in pennant races before, on, you know, as the chaser, as the chased, etc. Is is it? How do you stay focused on what you guys have to do? Obviously, you talk about beating some of these competitors, nose to the grindstone, etc. I would be so tempted to scoreboard watch and check out. Okay, well Philadelphia's up a run, so now we've got to do that much better. How hard is it not to get distracted by what's on that big board out there? Um, when I was a young, kind of a young player getting in the league and kind of scoreboard watching, I remember being there and Prince Fielder told me, he said, just quit looking at that crap. He says, just, I guarantee you if we win, we win. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And I like that. You, I'm write would that down. you tell a, a young national that too if you see him looking at the scoreboard? Right. I mean, everybody wants to look at, you know, what everybody else is, you know, they all, all, all the scores and whatever else is doing, but. I don't know. It, it was it was pretty pretty simple that if we focus on winning, we'll win. We'll worry about the other stuff. Me and Danny can handle. Yeah, that's the, for the, the fat losers who talk team. to you once a week. No, what? I said that's for the fat losers that talk to you once a week. That's for Grant and me. We got that stuff. No, no. It's one thing to pay attention to stains and understand where you're at. Uh, I mean that matters. Um, but when you're actually in the game and you're score watching, I mean, 
that, that's the difference between uh, you know what you have to do on the field. You can't let any. There's so many distractions that happen within the game, and if you're going to let the scoreboard distract you, um, you know you can't. It's just one more thing that you add to the list of things that can you know take your focus away from what you're trying to do. Uh, not trying to discount the standings by any means. You're, everybody's aware of them. Uh, but the score we're watching during the game, you know, that's great for the fans, but not for the players. On the mound, Max Scherzer, FH Fur Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical. Call 877-CALL-FUR for absolutely the best service at absolutely the best price. Max, thank you as always, buddy. It was great seeing you back to your old ways a couple of nights ago. We'll see you back on the hill in a few. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, Max. There's Max Scherzer on Grant and Danny. You only hear him on the radio here on this show, every homestand on 106.7 The Fan. We will preview the weekend ahead. What do we have on the schedule next on The Fan? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 